Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 547 for August 17 through 23, 2020. What's new? A Leo new moon, juiced up by a kite and a yod, can energize your leadership and creativity in the second half of August. We also have an amazing variety of additional aspect patterns, including a mystic rectangle, a grand trine, a cradle, and a grand cross. All that plus six bonus aspects that are not in my written forecast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from thisweekinastrology.com. I simultaneously record these weekly forecasts as an audio podcast and a video, so you can choose whichever format you prefer. The video version includes my chart graphics for things like lunations and aspect patterns. You can also see these graphics if you read my forecast online. Just go to astroshaman.com, click blog on the menu bar, then choose the astrology forecasts category. Please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so that others like you can find it. What's old as we come into this week, we've got a waning moon and five retrograde planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, Chiron, and Uranus. Let's get into our individual days of the week. We're starting with Monday, August 17th. As I have noted in my recent forecast, a Mars-Juno opposition is the foundation for two and a half months of T-squares and a Grand Cross. These aspect patterns can bring significant challenge to any committed partnership, romantic or otherwise. To balance all this challenge, it's nice to have Mars and Juno as part of a harmonious aspect pattern. And that's what we have starting today on August 17, a 40-day mystic rectangle that includes Mars, Juno, and the lunar nodes. This aspect pattern peaks on September 3rd and ends on September 25th. This mystic rectangle offers flowing support to committed partnerships that align with your soul purpose. If they do not, all those hard aspect patterns will bring that to your attention. With the lunar nodes and the axis of communication, north node Gemini, south node Sagittarius, harmonious communication between the two of you is supported. Next up, are you ready to stand out as a leader or entertainer? Two overlapping grand trines give you harmonious support. The first grand trine with the Sun, Mars, and the South Node started on August 9th and ends on the 20th. The second with Mercury, Mars, and the South Node started on August 13th and ends on the 22nd. Both grand trines merge August 13th through 20, which is what's pictured here, and all three variations peak today on August 17th. Whether it is the Sun and or Mercury in the aspect pattern, they're in Leo. This is the sign of the performer in the spotlight or the sovereign on the throne. Mars in Aries brings forth the energy of the leader, warrior, pioneer, or entrepreneur. And the Sagittarian South Node invites you to bring forth your past life experience as an adventurer or wisdom giver. Grand trines give a certain amount for free and then they get lazy. So mind the trine to rock its full potential. Also, on this August 17, we have two Mercury aspects. These are the, among the bonus aspects I mentioned that are not in the written forecast. Uh, we have Mercury trine Mars. That's Mercury 24 Leo, Mars 24 Aries, and the Sun conjunct Mercury at 25 Leo. So this is a lot of stimulation of Mercury, which is to learn and communicate. A Mars trine energizes smoothly and harmoniously. A Sun-Mercury conjunction, the Sun also lights up Mercury. So both these aspects, to put it very broadly, are just really awesome energizers for anything you want to learn, anything you want to communicate with Mercury in Leo. Again, very flamboyant, very out there. This is really great energy to get your message out. 
to the world. Next up on Tuesday, August 18, Leo New Moon arrives at 10.42 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 26 degrees, 35 minutes Leo. Like all Leo New Moons, it's a great time for pumping new energy into leadership and being the performer in the spotlight. It's also great for playing with kids, nurturing your inner child, and enjoying some R&R. Here's my favorite Leo joke. But I've talked enough about myself. Why don't you talk about me for a while? This joke pokes fun at the less evolved Leo. Immature and insecure, they constantly draw attention to themselves in a vain attempt to fill the gaping hole inside them. If positive attention is not available, then negative attention will suffice. Then there's the more evolved Leo. They've tapped into the ever-flowing vitality within themselves. They no longer require energy from others since they now have more than enough for themselves. The next level Leo now seeks leadership or the spotlight for a different reason, to give back. They have no need for your applause or approval. They seek your attention now for a different reason. Without it, they cannot serve you. Now, as I said, this new moon has several aspects. The most important one is a kite. It includes the sun and moon, Mars, and the lunar nodes. This kite invites you to boldly step out and share your message with the world. It's so assertive because its underlying grand trine is in the fire signs, sun and moon in Leo, Mars in Aries, south node in Sagittarius. The north node in Gemini, which is the kite point, focuses this aspect pattern on communication. Although disseminating information is the most obvious interpretation, this harmonious aspect pattern could also support learning. The new moon's other aspect pattern is a yod, or finger of God. The Leo luminaries and Gemini North Node on the back end point to Saturn in Capricorn at the tip. Since everything but Saturn is in the kite we just discussed, the theme of putting yourself in the spotlight to communicate remains. Retrograde Saturn suggests that you contemplate your message deeply before you deliver it. Once you do, you're invited to prepare your work carefully, then communicate it with the energy of the authority or wise elder. The final notable connection to the luminaries is a Venus semi-square. This minor hard aspect suggests some relationship challenge, not a major surprise since this theme is so dominant in the second half of August. You might also experience some difficulty in the areas of creativity or finance. As always, challenge is an invitation to process challenging emotions skillfully and take your game to the next level. This new moon Sabian symbol is daybreak, the luminescence of dawn in the eastern sky. This, of course, is the classic symbol of new beginnings and new hope. Be grateful for the good things already in your life and hold a clear vision of what you want to accomplish. However difficult your situation, there are many who have had it even worse, yet use their challenges as a springboard to create their most wonderful life ever. You can do it too. We have a couple of more bonus aspects here on the 18th. We have Mercury quincunx Saturn for starters. That's Mercury at 27 Leo, Saturn at 27 Capricorn, more Mercury. So this one is a little uh, difficult, more difficult than the ones we've been describing so far. Mercury again, learn and communicate. Saturn at a quincunx says, all right, some kind of adjustments needed. So here on the 18th, there might be, among all the other energies I've been talking about, some sense of difficulty or blockage, learning or communicating something. If so, ask yourself what adjustment is needed to get this thing done. Or 
um, if the block and adjustment cannot be made, uh, reconsider, is this really what I'm supposed to be learning? Is this really what I'm supposed to be communicating? Our other bonus aspect here on the 18th is Venus sextile Uranus. Venus is at 11 Cancer, Uranus is at 11 Taurus. And this is, Venus could be creativity, relationship, finances. Uranus is intuitive flashes guiding you, a, a shakeup of some kind, something uh, upgrading or making a quantum leap. A sextile is smooth, energizing connection. So fundamentally, it's an optimistic aspect and suggests that a relationship, for example, can go to a new level if you're open to it, if you're willing to experiment, if you're getting some downloads, and, wow, if we tried this, it might make it even better. Uh, your creativity, definitely encouraged to move in a new direction with Venus and Cancer, which is your emotions. You know, follow your heart in your creative pursuits if you want to try something new. And could even be some kind of financial innovation. Again, feeling good in your heart. Um, one thing that comes to mind is you know, investing or purchasing things that really make your heart feel good. So those are a few ways you could play with that Venus Uranus sextile here on the 18th. And there's still more today. How can you make a heart-connected relationship, Venus and Cancer, even better? Be your authentic self, follow your intuitive hits, and try some new things. That's Uranus. Do whatever shadow work is needed to clear your own psychological baggage. That's Ceres. And Employ strategic techniques, Pallas Athena, designed to promote harmony and win-win outcomes such as nonviolent communication. I'll link to nonviolent communication in the show notes. All these planets are part of a cradle aspect pattern that started on August 11, peaked today on the 18th, and ends on August 24th. This cradle also provides flowing support for Venus's other meanings, creativity, and finances. Another bonus aspect here on the 18th, Sun Quincunx Saturn. That Sun is in Leo at 27 degrees and Saturn is at 27 Capricorn. Similar to what I said earlier about Mercury Quincunx Capricorn, except in this case it's you shining out to the world. So if you want to step out, do your thing, lead, perform, whatever, and you're encountering some kind of obstacle, stickiness, roadblocks, then what adjustment Quincunx is needed to step into your full authority, Saturn. Um, Saturn's a little tricky in aspects like this. Sometimes he throws a roadblock up because you're genuinely not supposed to go down that road. Other times the roadblock will show up and it's actually one of your tests to see if you're serious about getting to your goal. And for me, it can be almost impossible to figure that out intellectually, so I try to go with my inner guidance to know whether I should move forward with something or not. If you're good at knowing intuitively what to do, then you're, you're online with that. If not, I've got a video on astroshaman.com on how to get a yes or no answer from your higher self. And I give several different ways you can tap into that if you don't already know how. Let's move on now to Wednesday, August 19th. Another bonus aspect, Neptune Quincunx Juno. Neptune 20 Pisces, Juno 20 Libra. Yes, that is 20 Libra. And Juno is committed partnership. Neptune is divine flow. And quincunx, again, lots of quincunx is adjustment. So it's saying if you're in a committed partnership, this doesn't have to be romantic. It could be business, a good friendship, anything where you've got a container that's ongoing where you two are saying, yes, we're going to continue this relationship for some reason. Um, what I would watch for is as Neptune, here's how Neptune works. Neptune says, okay, if this serves your highest good, I'm going to give you flow, 
and beautiful inspiration on how to do this, and it will feel really nice. If something Neptune aspects is not serving highest good, you'll feel it washing away, dissolving, releasing. And so it might just be good right now. Any particular committed partnership that you are looking at, ask yourself, am I feeling flow and harmony and ease or do I feel like the whole thing is dissolving away? And that doesn't mean that's your definitive final answer and you're going to go deeper or leave it. But just notice that right now here around the 19th. Neptune will be giving you some hints. And if you are feeling something washing out or losing energy, then ask yourself, do I just need to let this go? Or is it worth doing some work on this relationship with this partner so that we can try to regain the connection or make it stronger or get past this obstacle we've got? I already mentioned nonviolent communication, but it's my go-to technique when relationships are difficult to, to have a formal way to work through whatever challenge may be there. So hopefully that's helpful with Neptune Quincunx Juno here on the 19th. Then we skip up to Saturday, August 22nd, and the sun enters Virgo at 11.45 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. For the next month, it'll be easier to serve others, focus on health, get better organized, and get the details right. And health could be your own health, or it could be you know, serving to support the health of others. Then on Sunday, August 23rd, talk about adding fuel to the fire. As I said in my August 7 forecast, we're already well into 75 days of committed partnership T-squares. These feature a Mars-Juno opposition, squaring 2020's most important aspect, the mighty Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple conjunction. One or more of these T-squares is in effect between July 18 and October 2nd. And as if that was not intense enough already, Venus joins Mars, Juno, Saturn, and Pluto for two weeks to form a Grand Cross, astrology's most challenging aspect pattern. This Grand Cross begins today on August 23rd, peaks on September 1st, and ends on September 7th. What I said in my forecast about these T-squares becomes even more true with this Grand Cross. Even the best of committed partnerships might feel challenge. As usual, I recommend nonviolent communication once again to work out any issues with your partner and my free healing invocation to assist with your personal shadow work. There is a link to the healing invocation in the show notes. Free, quick, and easy, and it works really well for most people. The greater the challenge, the greater the possible breakthrough. Committed partners who work skillfully with these intense energies can emerge from this period with their relationships functioning at a whole new level of awesomeness. This Grand Cross also massively energizes Venus's other meanings. The energy you have for creative accomplishment could go off the charts. Financial matters are also amped up, but be careful with this setup. Your fortunes could turn either way. Announcements. Everyone is welcome to participate in most Awakening Plus calls for free. These calls support your individual healing and awakening and also support the current global spiritual awakening. Here are brief notes on the August events I've scheduled so far. They're all at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Every Thursday, we're doing New Earth Support. We'll create our sacred container, invoke embodied awakening, then flow energy to support the more awakened new earth currently blossoming. The divine always rewards us with personal spiritual upgrades and profound bliss. These usually last about an hour, different every time. This Tuesday, August 18th, as I record this, divinely directed. This event is directed by spirits in the moment guidance to serve each person's highest good. This guided group meditation unfolds spontaneously. I narrate the experience serving as the group's empathic tour guide. 
Each divinely directed call is unique. However, a typical call features a subtle field being held within the sacred space. Each person receives the specific awakening, healing, or spiritual experience that serves their highest good. In addition to these customized individual experiences, the group often blends together as a single divine being. Words like bliss and euphoria simply are not adequate to describe some of the ecstatic spiritual experiences we share in the inner worlds. And new information on our Tuesday, August 25 uh, event, it's called Money is Magic, Activating and Embodying Your Currency Flow with guest presenter Kimberly Crow. Are you ready to activate your currency codes and step into your true magic? In this call, guest presenter Kimberly Crow will help you release the mind matrices that are blocking your optimal prosperity. She will also activate your divine blueprint, opening the door for you to create from your soul and heart's desires. I've known Kimberly for years. She was my very first guest presenter back in 2015 and is one of the most powerful light workers I know. Her prior presentation, available to members in the Awakening Plus archive, was spectacular, and I have no doubt this one will be even better. Thanks for being here. Once again, I'm Benjamin Bernstein with astroshaman.com. I can serve you with astrology readings, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and one-of-a-kind life coaching. All my one-on-one services are equally effective in person or long distance. And during the pandemic, I have dropped my rates significantly. I also offer an unbeatable price on Solar Fire, the number one astrology software for Windows. And as I mentioned, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. You can learn all about this and more at astroshaman.com. Learn more about all this and more in the show notes. To see them, go to astroshaman.com slash 547. Again, A-S-T-R-O-S-H-A-M as in mother, A-N as in nancy.com slash 547. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email is astroshamanbenjamin at gmail.com. My number for voice and text, 828-338-9852. I'd love to connect with you. We are wrapping up this episode. Once again, please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so others like you can find it. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen as one of the Internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. And if you haven't already done it, be sure to click the link in the show notes for two chances to win a free Astrology Plus session with me each month. Thanks again for spending this time with me. Stay safe, stay healthy. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.